0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Letterman Row. It is talking stuff. It's a little bit different nowadays, but it's not different because it's still Ohio State recruiting. Me, Spencer Holbrook, Andrew Ellis. Uh, we're going to get into it. Let's get right into it. We've got a lot to talk about. It is camp season. It is offer season. It is commit watch season. Um, I guess now that that this is uh, the first big June of the on three era, it is RPM season. We've got a lot to talk about, Andrew.
1: Yeah, we do. It's um, the busiest time of the year, and it's all leading up to that last month of June, which is going to be maybe the wildest official visit weekend that we can that we've seen in some time. So yeah, it's uh, fun times.
0: I think it's interesting because maybe I'll even write this. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, people who are watching this, tell me if you want me to write this. I want. I kind of want to compare the two weekends, like the 17th through the 19th versus the 24th through the 26th. Like they're two massive recruiting weekends, and they both look like. They're huge on paper. Like you've got the wide receivers coming in, uh the, the 17th or the 19th. You've got like Ola Salin coming in, the 24th. Like they're just, they're both big weekends. And I would like to know what the people are thinking. Like which weekend is bigger for Ohio State. Maybe we can just start right there. We've got two weekends coming up. Which one's bigger?
1: I, I still think it's that last weekend. Just, you know, with with uh we'll get in, we'll get into Caleb Downs with him coming that last weekend and just the the number of guys that's coming in for that weekend. It's I think that one's going to kind of edge out this upcoming weekend a little bit, but it's funny. You talk about just the comparing the weekends and the events. And I think about how it used to be five plus years ago, you'd have the spring game weekend, you'd have the, the Friday night lights. And then of course you get into the season and you'd have the big games. And it's just crazy how much the, the, the new like recruiting calendar has kind of moved everything up. It's just so different than what it used to be back in the day when when you were just a child, basically.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And it is funny though, because you talk to a lot of these kids and they, they're taking their officials in June, but Oh, by the way, there's that Notre Dame game that everyone's trying to get into. Uh, we even talked to Arvel Reese today and, and he said, Oh yeah, don't they have a night game to start the season Notre Dame? We are like, yeah, they do. And he's like, Oh, okay. That might be when I take my official. And so like, all of these guys know that they're getting that official in June, but at the same time that they're really intrigued. Uh, I think you're going to see a pretty extensive visitors list. Might seem a little, might feel a little uh, back to the old days, having the the big weekend uh, on campus with a game uh, for Ohio State that September. But one of the guys who might make that trip, maybe, who is going to make the trip this weekend, Brandon Ennis, uh, I put a on three, RPM prediction in for, for Brandon Ennis to pick Ohio State. It's got a 70% confidence. Uh, I think if I hear good things about this weekend, uh, it's either Saturday or Sunday, depending on you know when we can talk to some people, I think that that percentage is going to increase, uh, in my prediction at least, from 70, maybe into that 80, 90% range. Maybe not 100%, but I was, I'm just curious, picking your brain. Uh, you don't have an RPM. I'm working on trying to get you one. If you had one, what percentage would you put it at? Cause I know you would put it at Ohio state right
1: now. Yeah. I would probably put it at like the 85 ish percentile there. I can't, I don't even know if I've seen one at hundred yet. So that'd be really bold. Um, but just, you know, he took that visit to Alabama a couple weeks ago and you always have to worry about Nick Saban um, especially with certain positions like offensive line and of course wide receiver as well. But I, I just, I feel great about it. I don't know if it's, if he's somebody who could pop this weekend or coming out of the weekend but there's, I feel really good about that one right now. And I'm right there with you on that, on that RPM pick.
0: It, it's kind of funny because I put in the RPM for Brandon Ennis and a couple others at on three have put in the RPM prediction for Brandon Ennis. It kind of swayed that thing toward the Buckeyes pretty heavily. But by the way, there was another RPM pick to Ohio state for a wide receiver, Noah Rogers around the same time frame that all of this is happening with, with Brandon Ennis. And Oh, by the way, Carnell Tate's also very close to a decision. And Carnell Tate uh, is expected to either pick Ohio State or Tennessee. And, you know, you would think that Ohio State could could edge out Tennessee there in the very end. It's kind of crazy. I know we say this every cycle, especially in June, but it's pretty wild what Brian Hartline's doing on the recruiting trail. And this might be his best work on the trail if he can pull off this coup with all four of these guys, including Bryce Rogers.
1: Yeah, and I think the the receiver receiver recruiting has kind of been fascinating because, like, right now, if you were to ask me, like to um, rank them in order of confidence, I might, and I still feel really good about Carnell Tate, by the way, but I might have him behind Brandon Innes and Noah Rogers in terms of confidence right now. And I think if we, in a couple of years, if we, because a lot of the, a lot of the stuff he's done, the social media, the tweeting out the oranges or whatever the hell emoji that is that Tennessee uses all the time, some of that stuff like is definitely cause for concern in most cases. And I don't know, like, I feel like there's these really big time troll recruits. I don't think he's one of those, but I think he's a little bit troll ish. So I don't know. I just feel like covering this for following this so long, I've kind of learned to see through the, the, the BS and the troll, the troll tendencies. And I just think he's trying to maybe throw some people off. And I I still think it's going to be Ohio state, whether it's this week or next week or or whenever.
0: Anybody who, Trolls if it if it is a troll or or interacts in a fun way with Vol Twitter. I mean, I can get behind that. That's kind of fun to me. So go go ahead with that. I'm all for that. Uh, but when you when you look at this receiver class, and, and I had talked to somebody today actually, uh, we're recording this Tuesday at 8:30. Uh, I was talking to somebody today during camp, and, and I said the longer the Noah Rogers recruitment goes, the worse for Ohio State because the more other programs can say, well Brandon Ennis and well Cardinal Tate and well Bryson Rogers. And not that that's going to deter anybody from going to Ohio State, because if you go to Ohio State, that competition in the wide receiver room is very apparent and evident. But I will say that, you know, if Brandon Innes, uh, you know, pulls the trigger and commits and if Carnell Tate decides to actually make a decision because we've heard. Commitment dates from Colonel Tate, I think five times now, and it hasn't happened. If those decisions come down and you don't see something from Noah Rogers, I could see that potentially starting to trend away from Ohio State just because of the nature of this beast. But at, the, at, at this moment, as we record this, I think Ohio State has a great chance to have a four man class that is untouchable and could be potentially one of the best classes we've ever seen uh, Ohio State recruit a wide receiver, which is saying a lot.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And just to give a quick Bryson Rogers shout out right now, I guess from everything I saw, he was phenomenal at the seven on seven event last weekend in Las Vegas. So just kind of another one of those guys, Brian Hartline identifies early on and his, his ranking I'm guessing is kind of going to be on the up and up here in the next few months. Um, But with, with Noah Rogers, I do agree with you. If it, if he comes out of this weekend and then doesn't commit by like, let's say next week at this time, then maybe you start to get a little bit concerned there because I think he was going to commit in late May and then maybe he wanted to get, wanted to get his mom and his family back in town for the upcoming official visit. And since that time he's added um, scheduled visits back to NC state and North Carolina as well. So if, if he gets through this weekend and then does end up making those trips um, and if there's three receivers committed at that time, then maybe there's a little bit of concern, but, uh, but right now it seems like my guess is that those other visits don't happen, but that's just, that's just a hunch on my part.
0: Yeah, and I could see that happening, and, and that's that's an interesting point to bring up. I hadn't really thought of it that way, but maybe next week is that that decision, uh, you know, timeline that we should be looking for. Not that I we don't know anything, you know, if that's going to happen, uh, you know, but you you could potentially see that. The, the last thing I wanted to hit on with these receivers is uh, Chad Simmons ran a story from On Three today that said that Brandon Innes was was re- visiting Ohio State this weekend with his for his family. It's not for Brandon Innes. I think Ohio State's done a pretty good job selling Brandon Innes. They know exactly uh, where he stands. He knows exactly where they stand, the pecking order of the receivers there, and how important he is. Now it's about the family, and I think that tells you everything you need to know as to where this is trending. You know, recruits don't you – know, you can read through the tea leaves. Recruits don't say those kind of things about, this is about my family seeing Ohio State without – Really, seeing you know through that, and knowing that that he wants his family to be as okay with his decision as he is. And that's how I read it. and And that's why I think that confidence in the RPM pick and the confidence in him picking Ohio State ultimately is so high is just because you don't say that about a family without knowing exactly what you're doing,
1: yeah, no, I totally agree. Like sometimes just getting your family back on a campus, is just kind of the final step in the process, whether you want to record a video with him on campus or take some photos or whatever, but I'm totally with you on that. And I think when he came out of that Alabama visit a couple of weeks ago, who we, I think we both view Alabama as probably number two in that recruitment. And from what I read on our Alabama site, just they kind of felt like they had made up ground, but they weren't the clear leader after that visit. And we say this all the time. If you're not leading following an official visit, you're probably not going to get the kid. So I think all signs point to Brandon Ennis being in possibly here in the next, maybe in the next week or so. We'll see on that. We'll see on the timeline.
0: Yeah. I don't know about a timeline, but but it does seem like a, a decision could be imminent after this weekend. Another decision, I guess we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit to the other side of the ball. Another decision that, that might come as a shock to people just because of the proximity to uh, the area. And you know how I feel about this guy, but the Caleb Downs, Uh, his RPM pick swung from Georgia 80% down to Georgia, I think 50% or 40 Ohio state now has an uptick. Um, I put in an RPM for, for Caleb Downs to pick Ohio state ultimately uh, with a confidence of 70%. I think that that is, that is trending in Ohio state's direction as well. And that might come as a shock to people, like I said, because of the, the Georgia ties and just being the best player in Georgia, it is so hard for Ohio state to pull off what I think they're about to pull off. But, let's just get into him a little bit I think that that is that is a recruitment that is winding down and it is fascinating to see how this one's gonna end
1: yes honestly six weeks ago I would not have thought that we would be here talking about him in this way but I I'm totally on board with your pick I think the relationship that he and his father have with Tim Walton going back several years uh you know we've talked about them the two of them being childhood friends Walton and uh Caleb's dad that's that's a huge thing with Ohio State that they have working in their favor and I know he was one of the last weekend there were so many Ohio State targets visiting elsewhere and Caleb Downs was in South Bend visiting Notre Dame and I know um, Mike Singer on our over on our Notre Dame side had an update and he came out of it out of the weekend thinking that Ohio State had the edge for Caleb Downs and that's even before the visit that's coming at the end of the month so that's just another encouraging sign I think on the Caleb Downs front. Yeah, and the
0: fact that he's visiting Alabama this week is you know, another sign that it is trending toward Ohio State. That didn't deter anybody from picking Caleb Downs to Ohio State uh, you know, or saying that Ohio State's the leader. You would think that Alabama would get a bump this week, and I think you'll see some pretty good quotes from Caleb Downs out of this weekend about Alabama and, and pro development and those kind of things and, and the whole nine yards about the pitch that Nick Saban's going to make. But Ohio State getting that last official and getting that last weekend of June for, to have Caleb Downs on campus to really try to seal the deal there. Uh, Perry Eliano and Tim Walton have done a fantastic job recruiting him. And I think that's going to show in the end. Uh, it, It just seems like it's a little too much to overcome even for a school like Alabama. And that is, I think that's the biggest takeaway here is, you know, you can talk about taking a guy out of Georgia, but he's not as high on Georgia as maybe he, he could be for a kid that lives so close to Georgia because he's not a, a true georgia kid uh but but to be doing this against alabama like we talked about a few weeks ago the the von bell comparison might be a little apt here just because of the way that this recruitment has trended and if a guy takes a trip to alabama but you're still confident as a writer that he's going to pick ohio state that that's a that's a big statement to make and i'm i'm pretty confident saying that and i think you are too
1: yeah Definitely. And I've never spoken to Caleb Downs in my life, but everything I've read on him kind of makes it sound like he's maybe more of an Ohio state, Notre Dame type of recruit, as opposed to an Alabama or Georgia recruit. So, I mean, we'll see how that visit to uh, Tuscaloosa goes and then getting him on campus here at the end of the weekend. I know he wants to decide before his senior season. So maybe we could be looking at a late June, early July timeline there. Maybe you can never pinpoint that, but it should be happening here in the next month or so.
0: He's one of the most impressive players we saw last summer at, at camp. And I will say that he he really, really put on a show when he was camping last year with Kerry Combs. And then he's, you know, since the, the change of, of staffs, he's built that relationship with Tim Walton and Perry, Perry Eliano and the number 12 player in on three rankings, the number 13 player in the consensus, uh, you know, a, a five-star guy. We're predicting two five-stars to Ohio State. Um, obviously, that's, incredible news for the Buckeyes I, I do want to switch gears I don't even think I put this in our show notes so I don't want to, to catch you off guard but we probably should talk a little bit about the official visit that did just happen uh with 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 Riley Williams from from Oregon the tight end Mateo Uyengale was the headliner Darion Galette who you haven't really heard anything of since that visit he didn't doesn't even seem like he, he made the visit I do do we know if he officially did make that visit? Because he hasn't said anything about it. Uh, Daniel Harris definitely made the visit. I think there were some good things to take from that. Austin had made, made the visit, the quarterback from Dripping Springs, Texas, and then Miles Walker uh, from Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh, I'll kick this off. Uh, the biggest surprise to me from talking to people today, Ohio State believes that, that Miles Walker has tremendous upside, and that is a kid who's a true tackle. I think he checks in at 6'7". Uh, he's a bigger guy. 6'6", he's 275 according to On3 Database. He's a tackle and he he might be a three-star guy. He might be somebody that people kind of scoff at a little bit because of the options that you've lost the tackle, but Ohio State loves the upside that they see from Miles Walker. And I think he's starting to become a little bit more of a possibility. Obviously, Olas so visit this this upcoming here in a couple weeks is going to be massive. But if you don't connect with Olaf Olen and he maybe chooses Alabama. Miles Walker is right there. And I don't think he's much of a consolation prize. I think he's a guy that Ohio State's starting to see themselves as, as part of that picture. I I've heard some pretty good things coming out of that visit.
1: Yeah. And he seems to be somebody who doesn't talk much about his recruitment. Doesn't seem like, doesn't seem like somebody who's very quotable, but he tweeted out something today, just with some pictures of his visit. And he looks like he legitimately looks like a tackle. And sometimes just getting a tackle body is the hard part. So if I'm if I'm Ohio State, if I'm uh, Fry and, and Ryan Day, I'm trying to get two pure tackles plus Luke Montgomery, who could play tackle or guard. So if you can get in a Lennon or a Walker plus Luke Montgomery, I think that's that's a perfect world. And I know we'll have people if if they land Walker with the three stars next to his name and freak out a little bit about that. But I mean, he's, he's a fast rising guy with offers coming in all across the country. So we'll see what we'll see what the next uh, few weeks and months go in that one.
0: And I think it's a little easier to project guards as, you know, true starters than it is tackles. You kind of have to develop a tackle a little more than a guard. And so to hear that they like the upside of him and the, the projection that that's a pretty good sign. They've been, they've been right on tackles before when you talk about Dewan Jones, when you talk about Thayer Munford, the, the projection, Model works at Ohio State at tackle, uh, so so I just think that's kind of intriguing, something to watch. Uh, all reports say Mateo Liangelo li- had a good visit. Uh, Riley Williams is squarely in the picture as maybe a second tight end for Ohio State, but I'm a firm believer the Buckeyes aren't going to reach just to take a second tight end. So if you if you miss on Riley Williams, you miss on a couple other guys. Maybe you move on to twenty four. The Austin Novosad recruitment is going to be interesting. Uh, he's visiting Baylor for his official visit with Coach Aranda uh, this weekend. I wrote about that and a little bit of his Ohio State visit recap. Um, but but the visit weekend seems to have gone well, and it's just almost like a table setter for – and I don't want to minimize the guys who visited, but it's almost like a table setter for the next two weekends. You had a good visit. Uh, official visit calendar set up for that first weekend of the visits. Now you've got two big ones. Uh, this was a pretty good one to start with though.
1: Yeah. And just two quick things. I think I've seen some people questioning myself included with the, uh, Mateo Uyungle recruitment. Did Ohio state get the official visit too early? Cause you know, he's going to get back to USC and wherever else he's not in any decision to make a hurry or he's not in any hurry to make a decision. I'm sorry. But like, I think him and his dad have shown that they're more than willing to travel all across the country for unofficial visits and official visits. So there's really no reason to think they can't make it back to, to Columbus for the Notre Dame game or the Michigan game or whichever game. So that's the that's that one. And then I guess I just want to ask you because you're the one who spoke with um, Austin Novosad. Just what did you come away with there? Like, what's your gut? Do you have a gut feeling there? or What are your what are your thoughts on that one? I guess.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting. So you know, obviously, I've I've just now started to dive fully into doing some recruiting stuff, just out of necessity on the side, and hoping to get back to some team stuff soon. Uh, but but it's interesting talking to a couple of people at Ohio State that they, they like the visit, they think the visit went well. Talking to Austin Novosad, the visit went well, but at the same time, you know, it's just he's a Baylor commit, he's a Texas kid, he he loves that Dave Aranda gave him the opportunity really to go out and explore his options. I think he, he's thankful that that Dave Aranda and that staff are understanding of, of just what Ohio state could, could provide him with and, and, you know, show him during a visit, but also he just took two visits to Ohio state in nine days and I'm not naive to that. And so I think there's a little bit of, you know, um, not timidness, but also like, you know, uh, he almost owes it to Baylor to go back there on that official visit this weekend. But I do think now that Ohio State's in the picture, it kind of changes things. And you could tell that, that he was pretty excited to to talk to Corey Dennis and to talk to Ryan Day. And the, the chance to play for Ohio State excited him. If Texas A&M gets in the picture, I think we're having an entirely different conversation. Until then, I think Ohio State is is in the mix here. And it's weird to have a quarterback commit uh, who is visiting other places, especially at that position. But I do think Ohio State's in the mix based on the things that I heard and and, and what Austin Nova, had, Nova said had to say uh, during that conversation. I didn't talk to him very much, but but what I did gather seemed to be pretty positive in Ohio State's direction.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, Texas A and M. We know we've talked about them being a real threat if they did, you know, enter the picture there. But I know they're right in the middle of the Dante Moore recruitment right now, so maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe we have a one a decision either way next week from from Novasad whether he just shuts things down after that Baylor visit or he, you know, opens things back up. But also just on the quarterback front, Brock Glenn from Tennessee, um, I believe they they offered him without without even coming to camp, which is rare. But I believe he's coming this weekend for an official visit, if I remember correctly. Um, I think he's got some ties to Auburn, and Auburn's the favorite right now. I know they're the, the heavy uh, RPM favorite, but that's just another one to watch this weekend, assuming he does, assuming he does make that visit.
0: I know the Auburn live board was not thrilled that Ohio state offered Brock Glenn, because he's a guy that, that, that Auburn thought they could get pretty, you know, pretty confidently. And and I know that that kind of changed their thoughts. So uh, sorry, Auburn fans for Ohio state making that offer, but uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what Brock Glenn has to do because you talk about Nova sad entering the picture. You talk about a couple other guys, Ohio state, I think, you know tries to maintain a little bit of contact with Dante Moore but it's almost apparent that that's just not going to happen with with Dylan Rayola who's going to to throw next Tuesday I believe at Ohio State uh not completely confirmed but but very likely that he throws at Ohio State next week um uh, it, it's just interesting this 2023 quarterback picture it, it almost stumps me trying to figure out exactly what's going to happen but uh you know Ohio State needs one at least and they they could probably even use two but uh they're only going to get one and I don't know who it's going to be and I think it's going to be pretty fascinating to see the dominoes that fall because the receivers that are going to come in with this quarterback uh that's a quarterback's dream and so it is going to be interesting to see who takes that opportunity
1: yeah and I mean it could be it it could be neither of the two guys we're talking about right now I mean you know Brock Glenn could commit to Auburn and Nova Sad could stick with Baylor and they might just have to move on to the next one or look into the portal but Something's going to have to happen here on that front here in the next few months or definitely by December.
0: So we haven't talked stuff in a while, Andrew. I just wanted to run through a little bit of what went on at camps, uh, what's going on at camps. Uh, The Buckeyes had a camp today. Arvell Reese and Bryce West were the headliners. Luke Hamilton camped, another in-state guy. Arvell Reese, obviously a a linebacker who is blowing up late in the process for 2023. Bryce West, 2024 corner who – Absolutely looks the part. Um, He's going to end up being a five-star player, uh, a five-star corner from Glenville. We've seen this movie before. I I think this is going to be good news for the Buckeyes eventually, but I think Bryce West is going to take his time. Both of those guys were really impressive. Uh, The other guy, like I said, Luke Hamilton, didn't come away with an offer, but I think Ohio State will get there. I just think you're going to see Ohio State get there maybe in the fall. He's still looking forward to that offer. I know that Ohio State's had a lot of contact with him, and they will continue to do so. But really, with Luke, with Luke Hamilton, kudos to the Buckeyes on this one because they're not going to rush out to offer a guy. And maybe, maybe if Alabama offers after his visit, that changes things because you kind of have to speed yourself up. But Ohio State's going to get his priorities in line and figure out exactly what it wants at guard in 2024 because that's what Luke Hamilton is. And then it's going to extend the, that offer. And so I think that that's one of the things that I take away from camp today Obviously, there's a couple other guys we can talk about with 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 Jamie, I believe French, and a couple other guys getting offers. Uh, Buford, 2025 linebacker from Georgia, who Ohio State just continues to kill it at Buford. Uh, but the the three big ones that I think we should talk about are Arvell Reese, Bryce West, and Luke Hamilton.
1: Yeah, and I mean, just with my Glenville fandom, going back to the Ted Ginn Jr. recruitment, I just I'm just happy to see the the, uh, the tar blooders back in the, <clears throat> back in the spotlight, I guess. And I think Bryce West is, I think they I think he's the number nine overall prospect according to on three right now. So just pick, I think he picked up an Alabama offer recently. I think Reese might've as well. Um, I, I think they're both going to be in. It's just a matter of, it's just a matter of when, um, with Reese, I don't know if he's a linebacker for, for sure down the road, or if he's going to maybe be more of like a rush end type of guy, but just, seeing these guys back on campus. I mean, I'm obviously not there. You're the, you're the boots on the ground guy, Um, but just hearing about these guys back on campus and that's, that's kind of the cool thing. And I really like the guys who come all the time and try to earn the offer like Darren Lee did back in the day, Terry McLaurin did back in the day. Um, And then you have like a Will Smith junior who seems like from what I've seen, he's been at just about every camp working his, working his tail off. So it's, it's just an exciting time.
0: The in-state guys are interesting. And I think this 2024 Ohio class is going to be, pretty loaded. I mean, when you talk about Jordan Marshall running back from Moeller, who just, you know, Archbishop Moeller down in Cincinnati, who just got an offer today, uh, he looks like he is an elite, elite back. And I, I'm excited to watch him continue to progress. I, I think I think that's another one where you could see Ohio State start to build its class, not just around Dylan Rayola, but to build its class around Bryce West and to build its class around, you know, Dylan Roebuck, who might, who is going to visit on Wednesday. You know, if you can start to make that into a uh, you know a, a really good relationship there between Justin Fry and Ben Roebuck uh, you talk about Jordan Marshall at running back and I know Ohio's, Ohio State can recruit anywhere in the country for running back but he's a kid in your own backyard who you know that that he's really talented and so it's starting to shape up that that you know the 2023 class in Ohio is a little disappointing you know by standards uh, you know, no offense to the guys who are pretty good in this class the offensive linemen especially but the, the 2024 Ohio class is setting up to be a good one, and I think it's going to be headlined by Bryce West and a guy like Luke Hamilton who can earn an offer soon, and I think you could expect that in the fall maybe once they get, like I said, those priorities figured out. But this camp was not short on in-state guys, and to watch Bryce West and to watch Arville Reese do their thing, uh, it was pretty awesome. Now, I will say, I don't mean to ramble here, but Arville Reese will probably take his time, and I think he will end up in the class. But being a late bloomer in this class and, and finally getting the offers that he thought he deserved when he was, you know, going through his junior year and, and his sophomore year, uh, I think he's going to take his time. And he, and he said that he wants to make a decision in November or December. I think it's hard to blame him. And so if you're an Ohio State fan, you know, get comfortable with Arbel Reese probably being in. But at the same time, you won't know for sure for a while just because he's going to take his time. He's going to take those official visits and he's going to make a decision late in the process.
1: Yeah. And if you're not familiar with the Glenville way from what it used to be when Glenville was such a hotbed, the like the Glenville players waiting to make their decisions late in the process, even though most of the time, you know, they're going to Ohio state and 99% of the time they do. That's just a totally normal thing. It's just the way it's been. I remember Marshawn Lattimore and Eric Smith. I think they took like a late visit to Kentucky back before they signed. And there was actually some buzz about them possibly going there. Obviously they didn't. And then, even further back, there was that Andre Walker kid who everybody thought he was going to Ohio State. He goes to USC. But just waiting until late in the game, that's, that's just a typical Glenville thing. And I guess for Arvell Reese and later Bryce West, it's probably going to be much the same.
0: I wouldn't be as surprised to see Bryce West get into the fold a little earlier just because he you listen to, to his, his comments about Ohio State, and we've actually got a story from Colin Ganant who's been doing a great job. Uh, helping me out on the ground in Columbus. Uh, make sure you go check out the stuff he's been doing. But the the quotes from Bryce West, he can't help himself but just talk about how exciting Ohio State is. And so maybe he bucks the the Glenville trend of of taking his time and, and comes into the fold a little earlier, but I can't see that happening with Arville Reese. I think he is going to take his time and take those visits and let Ohio State almost prove exactly how they want to use him. He talked about Jim Knowles using him as an inside linebacker, but also somebody who can rush the passer on third down. That sounds a lot like Will Anderson at Alabama. And that's going to be an intriguing pitch for Nick Saban to make. That sounds a lot like the kind of positions that Jim Knowles has his linebackers in at Ohio State. And so maybe it's one of those things where, as long as Jim Knowles shows Arvell Reese exactly how he plans to use him, Arvell will be in the class. But if Ohio State struggles at linebacker, don't be surprised to see Alabama try to make that push, you know, having a a Will Anderson style uh, path to playing time for Arvell Reese. And so are these interesting recruitments interesting in a certain way, but I do think they're going to trend toward Ohio state in the end, but it was cool to see those guys back on the field, to see Ted Ginn senior around the building, to see a busload of Glenville kids get off of that bus and look like they belonged in the Ohio state building. It was fun to watch a little bit of a, a throwback Tuesday, and I'm sure you would have loved to see it happen.
1: Yeah. I've never had the chance to actually attend attend a camp, but if, you know, if I'm off work someday and there's a chance, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, (laughs) maybe I'll swing on down to uh down to Columbus to check one out. But I, I think you said it though, with, with, we got to remember it's an entirely new scheme that Ohio state has now with Jim Knowles. So if you're a defensive player and you want to kind of wait and see what it looks like against Notre Dame or Wisconsin or whomever, I mean, that's, that's totally fair to handle it that way. So you can't really fault anybody for doing that.
0: Yeah. So I think that's, good place to wrap it up we, we thought about doing some in or out but maybe that's just incentive for us to do one of these a little uh more frequently so we can get the people exactly what they want with in or out we kind of played that right caleb downs brandon ennis carnell tate we kind of covered you know, a little bit yeah a little jermaine bit in
1: matthews, or out. jermaine matthews in i think he's visiting this weekend too um yeah, yeah i think the biggest confusion is just quarterback Like i have no idea who i would say is in at at quarterback right now and that's I mean, Ohio State probably doesn't even know that, so. We'll I see. guess
0: with Mateo Uyunglele, defensive tackle's another one where I kind of, if you ask me who was in right now, I would really be scratching my head to figure out exactly how it's going to go. But, hey, that's a Larry Johnson recruitment if I've seen one because he, he's not afraid to take his time and play close to the vest until he's ready to, you know, have a guy commit and pull that trigger. So, yeah, I think that's where we'll wrap it up. Andrew, uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, it's, a, like I said, a little different when we started the show. It's a little different now. but still bringing all the coverage we can stick with Letterman row and and check us out on YouTube, check us out on, on Twitter, Instagram, make sure you're subscribed. I think there's a bell here on YouTube. You can touch, you can tap to, to get the notifications when we release a video. Uh, Yeah. But you know, we're here, we're still making content. We're still producing everything. We're still covering recruiting as well as we can. So thanks for watching. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time.